Chapter 1 The Anteater The Settlement, Forest near Pemberton, Southwest Western Australia The group were getting ready to go on a wrecking when Arika's changing started. Nara heard the strangled choke in Arika's throat and spun around. Arika was laying on the floor of the hut, her limbs tense. Her green eyes turned up in her head and then closed. Nara gulped. His mouth was dry and his heart was racing as he watched his twin sister turn pale and shiver like rippling water. Her little face looked very fragile under her black shoulder-length hair. The water lily drawn in dots of white clay paint that curved around her left eye from forehead to cheekbone twisted and jumped. Nara had painted the lily on his sister's face with his fingers just yesterday. But how long ago that seemed now. It started, Manya, the twin's foster mother, said. It is time. Manya had taken care of the twins ever since they had become orphans at five years old. Was Arika leaving him now? Nara never wanted to feel alone like he had when their parents died. It had been raining that day, and the forest was dark. He could still smell the strong eucalyptus scent rising off the huge carry trees that stood like crying gods, dripping tears on the little lost humans far below. He and Arika used to think of the giant trees as forest deities. It was impossible not to having grown up under their trunks, squinting into the sun every day to try and see their waving tops tickling the sky. But if they were gods, Nara thought, then they were just as cruel and indifferent as any others he had heard about in Munya's stories and in the settlement's few books she had used to teach the twins to read. Nara glanced at Munya's wrinkled face and then back at Arika. Yes, it was time. Arika was thirteen. Soon it will be your turn, Manya said to him. But not yet. Nara stared down at Arika's face, normally so like his own, but now a set mask twisted by occasional spasms. Each time the nerves under Arika's skin flickered, Nara felt a chill run through him. Arika shuddered a little, and Nara jumped. Was she in pain? What was she feeling? Did she know he was there? Up until a few moments before, Arika had been standing normally, and Nara had been in touch with her feelings as he always had. The twins had shared their lives like that, from a distance, for as long as they could remember. They called it the path. It was like a road that linked them. They could walk along it, meet, and then sense each other's precise thoughts as if they were standing together. They used the path for their most secret and personal things. Now the changing had separated them. Since the great madness, it happened to everyone they knew who reached their teens. It seemed to wait inside them until then. The twins had desperately wanted to understand the changing and find the truth about the great madness before their time ran out. And now it had. For months the twins had talked about it, and Nara had sensed Arika's fear while she had sensed his. 
They had known that girls entered the changing earlier than boys, and that meant they couldn't experience it together. Now, Nara could feel nothing of what Arika was going through. The path had not given any warning that Arika was about to go into her changing right at that moment. And now the path was closed. The separation scared Nara more than he could have expected. The simple wooden hut and the life the twins had always known now seemed very small. A kookaburra's cackling laugh broke out nearby. Nara glanced out the window. The chunky brown bird was sitting out there somewhere among the endless trees. The kookaburra always sounded jolly, and Arika used to love watching the family building its nest and the chicks growing up. But the kookaburra laughed just as loudly while it broke the backs of the snakes it ate.